Hello and welcome to today's episode of Dr. Simone's Mindspace. I'm very excited to have yet another time a guest on the podcast that we've talked before. Um, it's Alex. Uh, I think it's easiest if you introduce yourself. I love that since, yeah. Hi, thank you so much for having me again. I'm really excited to be here. Um, yeah, as you said, I'm Alex. I am the, maybe you remember from last time, the linguist with a sex shop. So my specialty is sex. <laughs> I hope we will talk about sex tonight. Oh, of course <laughs> we will. Very good. And um, yeah, I mean, I run a small business. It's called Special Moments. And we specialize in sex toys mainly, but also give uh of course advice and consult um with people for sex advice and stuff like that so it's a broad topic so i'm really excited to hear what we're going to be talking about today likewise <laughs> and you know it's actually quite fascinating i came into the podcast we talked about this this experience i had earlier today and i had like this kind of ooh, energy right a lot of a lot of like anger in, in kind of and when you mentioned the word sex and pleasure, I was just, it actually just <laughs> calmed me down. It's very interesting. So um, we, we were talking about the importance of, of our body and how we, we sort of want to feel comfortable in our body and how that is not always the case. And um, in order for us to sort of go and explore that journey, I thought, I'm going to talk a little bit about um, the psychoanalytic background uh, I have and the importance of the skin and how the skin is actually a way of, of for the child early on to distinguish between the me and the other. It's sort of our boundary to the outer world, our boundary to other people, but also our boundary, of course, for our inner body and our inner world. And for a lot of people, touch is a very, very important um, feeling. And um, it's very sensual for many people. And of course, that is something you know a lot about uh, when it comes to sexuality that you can have touch that you like, but also touch that you really, really don't like. And um, going back to the childhood, some children do get too much attention from their parents and are like almost overly um, sort of overwhelmed with the feelings that they get from the parents. And then when they cannot really deal with these feelings, you can see it on the skin, they get rashes, and then you go to the pediatrician and they give you creams and things to, to take care of the rash, but nobody really ever asks, is there something about the inside, about the world inside that is actually showing on the skin? And we too, when we feel embarrassed, we get a red rash in the face, or also when we are stressed, we maybe get some some sort of issues with our skin and, and um, it's just, it's just really a mirror of the soul. And um, in that sense, the body as well, right? And, and we should take care of it. So maybe you, 
you want to say something uh, after after me blurbing here about psychoanalytic backgrounds of, of the importance <laughs> of the skin. Um, yeah, I'll give you the word. No blurbing. I'm so glad that you are covering that side. <laughs> but I think you're, you're definitely right. I mean, on the one hand, what you said at the very beginning struck me as so true because the body actually helps us to find out, as you said, when something is going wrong. But it also helps us to ground ourselves again mm -hmm. when we are not so in the middle, you know, mm -hmm. because the, the whole thing about sensuality, feeling things, touching things, when you actually concentrate on it, on the touch, it sort of relaxes you instantly. Mm -hmm. especially yeah. of course if it's a nice touch yeah so we know for instance that if you if you touch soft things let's say a stuffy animal or a real animal of course mm -hmm. it calms you down oh, it, it helps you relax mm. and that is the nice side of it so your body can actually help you focus on the moment mm -hmm by relating your brain again to your senses you know what you feel right now in the moment mm -hmm. very important when you have sex of course because it calms you down and it makes you focus on how do I feel right now what is happening how is you know how is my partner's skin for instance mm -hmm. is it warm is it cold is it moist? Maybe is, is he or she nervous? Things like that. You get a lot of information from the skin. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, of course, as you said, if it's the other way around, so you're stressed or whatever it is that bothers you, your body sometimes sends you very clear signals. And a lot of us are really not into listening to our bodies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I we think we tend to, yeah, yeah. you yeah. know, we tend to tell ourselves, ah, oh, you know, fix it, do whatever, so it goes away. But it often is a message, and it wants to tell us something. Mm -hmm. And it's often maybe not such a good thing that it wants to tell us. That's why it's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. It's also, you know, of course, during sex, sometimes you're like, huh, that was odd, or that sounds um like it's not comfortable like when you when you when you touch somebody and and this person doesn't react in a way that you would have anticipated or you feel for instance that there is tension mm -hmm. you know all these things but of course you want it to be sexy and cool and you want to be relaxed and you just ignore your body and it's not a good thing because the messages are for you mm. actually and i think these messages when you suppress them right they will show up somewhere they in a very immediate reaction it is showing on the skin but other ways are also people feeling very anxious or get panic attacks or feel depressed when they really are in dyssynchrony between body and mind and I think we are so much as you said in the mind all the time and not grounded 
on earth and we don't really feel our bodies anymore because we're running around doing things and and are really not actually present in our bodies and if if we if you then want to have sex like how are you, how what like how do you think is possible from from being so much in your mind and so disconnected from your body to then to enjoy i mean you can have very mechanical sex probably yeah but like if you actually want to enjoy it and have the sensuality around it you need to be present with both body and mind so i wonder if there is any any sort of now is like the tips time um if you have any recommendations how to get from this totally in your mind to a more sensual present place that you actually can have enjoyable sex it depends on what kind of person you are but there mm -hmm. are several ways to do this one of the most common ones and it sounds maybe a bit banal <laughs> is breathing breathing mm -hmm. breathing is extremely helpful and it it helps you actually within seconds mm. it doesn't let's say if you're completely stressed out for a whole day of course you cannot relax yourself in in seconds mm. But there are different ways of breathing. I have a friend I work together with. Um, he usually tells me, Alex, do some anal breathing. That sounds we should have that as a quote for this podcast. <laughs> it's brilliant. So that's um, he is very much into anal massage and anal relaxation because most people don't know this but it's the fastest way on earth to relax someone we're always joking about having a massage parlor at the airport you know to have anal massages at the airport to relax people before they go on the plane <laughs> <laughs> it would actually work it's just a bit weird for most people to hear this and when he says anal breathing it's rather simple you just have to but it's probably a bit weird if you don't know how to do it you breathe all the way down mm -hmm. to your asshole. I mean, asshole in his world is nothing negative. It's very positive. Mm -hmm. It's a part mm. of your body, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, it's a muscle which most people feel that this muscle is very tight. That's why it's such a fast way to relax people because it's one of the main responses that the body has to stress is to tighten up there because the last thing you want is to go to the toilet when you're you know escaping from a mammoth or something exactly so the natural reaction from your body is and i need to relax. jump in there just for very quick because <laughs> yes. in the psychoanalytic um, theory of freud the anal stage is the stage of control of punitive behavior of like there is no pleasure in the anal stage it's about pain it's about it's about controlling and we live in such you know anal societies where it's all about control and performance and there's like no pleasure right in all the germanic countries where it's it's very protestant there is like zero pleasure, right? The cornflakes and everything, you shouldn't enjoy anything in life. 
So having, it's, it's fascinating to hear that because it, it makes so much sense to me, right? It's like, absolutely. And a lot of people who never be, go beyond that anal stage of controlling, their sex life is just terrible, you know? They have no sense of pleasure. It's always about the control. Yeah, and it's of course an area that's also highly, how, how do you say that? It's a, it's a taboo area. Yeah, yeah, it's a taboo, it's a taboo area. area. And uh, maybe I shouldn't have barged in with that <laughs> as a first tip, but just to say there are different ways of doing this. But of yeah, course, you I can... think it's good to break some taboos in this podcast. <laughs> this is really what we want to do as well, right? We want to talk about everything. It's nothing is unspoken in here, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, nevertheless, if you're not comfortable with communicating with your asshole right right away, let's say, hey, I have enough stress already going on in my life, then you can just do breathing, either just breathe in your nose and breathe out of your mouth. This is like really a beginner's thing. It's easy to do mm. and you do it like three or four times and you you have to concentrate on, you know, now I breathe in through my nose and I breathe out through my mouth and that's what you concentrate on you, you, the flow of your breath so that's uh, I think something everybody can yeah do. yeah and if you want to be a bit more progressive you can try to breathe into your belly maybe that's mm. a bit easier for yeah. your imagination right and your belly is of course also a place in your body where you can have a feeling of comfortableness and and mm. being being here you know for most people the problem is that they're not really where they are yeah, physically. Yeah. Yeah. they are somewhere else in their head while their body is for instance sitting in a chair lying in a bed mm. and what's really nice is to just think about them together yeah okay now yeah, to I actually, them. I actually just today was was working with with breathing techniques with a patient with anxiety and panic attacks, and she and breathing into the belly and also doing this legs up the wall is one of my absolute to go favorite suggestions for anyone who feels stressed that you have your legs higher than or your heart higher than your head and. The easiest and most relaxing version of it is if you lie on your bed and you put your legs towards the wall, even if you cannot mm -hmm. fall asleep, or even if you're nervous to have sex with somebody, you can do that before and, and you will feel Im almost immediate calmness. It's, it's really quite fascinating. But from going away from those breathing techniques, are there any others that you would? Suggest? Of course, of course. I was just about to say, if your partner is weirded out by you're putting your legs up, you can always tell him it's a Kama Sutra position. <laughs> 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 there is always a way to explain things, right? Oh, so um, funny. Yeah, and for those so of you who want to see Kama Sutra poses, there is a beautiful exhibition Part of them are still there in the Rietbeck Museum in Zurich. There used to be one full, full on um, only Kama Sutra um, for, um, art. And I was there with my grandma. It was a couple of years ago. She wanted to go. So we went there together. So it's like, yes, yeah, cool. 
<laughs> so yeah. cool. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. I'm sure yeah. they're nice. Riedberg is always pleasant. Yeah, it's so. really a recommendation, always worth going. Now they have something about um, uh, Japanese manga. So I'm sure yeah. there is some sex poses there too, if, if anyone's Definitely, interested. definitely. Yeah, you know, some people when they want to relax, I even know some couple do this regularly before having sex. They have sport. They do sports. Mm -hmm. For instance, they go jogging together. Yeah. Or do some kind of sports, you know, that they like. Mm -hmm. It just helps you. It, it's, it's a very bodily thing to do, yeah, right? Sports, because too. that's what you do with your body. And yeah. also it burns adrenaline. Yeah. That also helps. So some couples I know, they always do this before they have sex. Hmm. And then it's like a ritual. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. And of course, there are other things that are just kind of nice to do that are more sensual. Mm. For instance, depending on what your, your um, definition is of what sex is, um, I find it always very nice to have some kind of massage before. For instance, mm. a foot massage is extremely nice. Because you're Very near, grounding too. You're, yeah, and you're not near any intimate areas yet. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. it really the message is sort of, this is for you. Mm -hmm. This is this is a treat for you. Relax, enjoy, mm -hmm. and there's no implications right away. Mm. You know, you can even be dressed when doing this right. for the feet right. stuff like that to make yourself feel comfortable and it's also this hum it's it's kind of humble from the one mm -hmm. partner who do, does the massage to to sort of kneel down behind in front of the other it's actually very cool yeah I like yeah it well. it's very yeah cool. it's very nice what i find also very helpful is a hug which also mm -hmm. sounds banal but i'm talking no, about not. yeah i'm talking about long hugs you know in our society we usually hug for like what is it like a couple yeah, or seconds. even not really properly you're like eh, yeah yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. genau, yeah. and um, a really long hug let's say five to ten minutes mm -hmm. i mean you you never do this usually it's no. weird if people hug for such a long time everybody you know looks and it's weird right mm -hmm. But I know it's very soothing also for children. This is going back to the very beginning about the psychoanalytic theory there. Um, there, uh, there is this idea of, of wrapping, of, of containing that the skin or a hug or the touch can actually be containing and soothing for a child. And especially for children who are all over the place, it can be very helpful for them to, to feel contained and feel put together and the best thing usually is when, when a child is really upset to give them a long hug that really calms the child down. Maybe a word of warning for some people, it's extremely stressful to have a long hug. Mm -hmm. The weird thing that happens when you hug someone for a long time, it, I also recommend this for um, couples who don't see each other very often. Let's say mm -hmm. they, so they see each other only on the weekends, for instance. Mm -hmm. If you hug for a long time upon seeing each other again, the weird thing is you don't really need to talk that much, but the hug sinks you with the other person. Ooh, I honestly don't know how it works. It's so it beautiful. Work. I will try yeah. it out. It's great. No, I think it's 
is such a good, such a good idea. And I think especially during this time when we were so like even estranged from our own families, we weren't even allowed to touch our own family mm-hmm. members that are not our intimate partners anymore. Uh, you, you, this, this whole touch is, it's been so, so missing. And of course we need it. And I think we, the whole world is, is sort of, kind of um, in need for more physical touch. Yeah, totally. I feel there is a great hunger Mm. for closeness, for being close to another person. Yeah. Skin wise. Yeah, skin wise. Yeah. And the hug, the hug you can do with your clothes on, that's no problem. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how it is in other countries, but in Switzerland, there are hugging groups. I don't know. I'm sure, and there then, are in other countries. Well, <laughs> I know in Germany there are some, and in Austria a few. But other than that, I'm not so informed. But they meet to hug, and of course, with COVID, it's um, it's been a huge problem because mm-hmm. you're just not allowed to yeah, yeah. get close to a person anymore, especially not to a person you don't know very well mm-hmm. who is not your intimate partner you know mm-hmm. so the hug for me it's almost something that is healing oh yeah but it's a tricky it's a tricky question yeah, right it's now a tricky one also and also i think it is again right um the the sort of from whom does the hug come to whom because mm-hmm. if you get a hug from somebody you don't want to get a hug then that hug or physical touch is awful, right? And we didn't talk about that that much, but I think it's worthwhile addressing, especially for women. We are often exposed to touch we don't really want Mm -hmm. from from the other sex. And there, I think we also learn to, to put up this guard, to control ourselves, to be tough, to not be the soft and sort of receiving one getting these these um sensual exposures because we have often many of us probably had bad experiences uh, when touch wasn't really welcome so um maybe you have some something to share with in this regard as well and how we can actually you know tell what we want Oh yeah, it's um, that's a huge topic, of course, and mm-hmm. it also depends where it happens. Mm-hmm. Let's say at the workplace, and it doesn't even have to be a touch, you know, that you could report to the police. Mm-hmm. Very often, touches are that are unwelcome. It doesn't really matter where they are on your body. It's just not mm-hmm. okay. It yeah. doesn't matter. And what's even harder for people, I often find is to, when you have sex together, some people are not so much into paying attention to the other person. Mm -hmm. For instance, to see whether something is welcome. Mm -hmm. And it's very difficult for some people to say, no mm-hmm. in bed mm-hmm. we don't learn it 
we are not taught how to do this and i mean let alone many people already have a problem telling somebody no when it comes to touch when they're closed mm -hmm. <laughs> you know yeah but in bed many people have this feeling in their head it's like well i'm already here i sort of agreed to take mm -hmm. my clothes off so mm -hmm. i sort of gave my gave my consent right right but that's not the case mm. every step you go needs to be a consented step mm. with both people or how many are there you know if it's that's more people than one important. it gets more tricky yeah. yeah and then it of course depends what we're talking about are we talking about a back massage or are we talking about entering another person's body mm -hmm. for instance entering a vagina with a penis mm -hmm. then we are on a completely different level right and my experience is that very often people sometimes have no idea of the implications what does it actually mean to enter another body and mm -hmm. as women or as people with vaginas <laughs> it's very normal for us to be the person who receives you know we have to mm -hmm. open up and we receive something that goes inside our body and mm -hmm. a lot of people believe this is normal mm -hmm. but it's actually something that should be regarded with a certain respect. Mm -hmm. Maybe even, you know, to be mindful about what mm -hmm. you're about to do. And that's in many sex encounters. It's not even a question, but I feel that especially in times like these, when it's like difficult with touch, mm -hmm. sometimes people are stressed. They want to get to the point really fast. Mm -hmm. And what we learn when we teach people about massages in the intimate region, there is one rule. And the rule is when you go inside the body, you have to go slow. You can do stuff, you know, strokes, things you do on the outside that are very intense very hard very fast you know to get the energy up if you go inside you have to slow down and people who practice tantra i find they have a very nice beautiful image mm -hmm. in their heads because for them entering your body is like entering a temple oh so beautiful where your soul resides so it's like it's you go there with awe you know when you enter a mm -hmm. temple usually you have to you have to take your shoes off you are sort of aware of the fact that there is a deity living there or something mm -hmm. like that and imagine having this mindset when entering another person's body it's a completely different world Wow. from simply beautiful having sex <laughs> yeah I think this is this is a very good positive and very beautiful image and note to to sort of end 
on on the body the body being a temple how how beautiful to to sort of bear that in mind when having sex but also when taking care of ourselves to see Mm -hmm. our body as a temple yeah and actually accept it worship it care for it and bring a certain respect also towards what it wants to tell you what we had in the beginning like the ancestors telling you something yeah 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 there's a lot of um, symbols that we can use Mm -hmm. thank you for sharing that i really i really love it it's so so beautiful yeah that was meant to be. I lit a candle <laughs> before we started. That is sort of a like, isn't that a sort of a ritual that you do? You go to the temple, you light the candle, mm-hmm. or you bring something nice to the temple to the to worship the ancestors and yeah, to pass it on to the next generation too. This the yeah. traditions. Oh, so nice. And Thank you. Time, yeah. At the same time, it's also bringing together, you know, the worshipping, but with a positive body image, yeah. not having the mind above the body, but having the right. body as something worthy right, and good and beautiful. Mm. Thank you for highlighting that. And thank you for being on again and to be continued, I would say. There is so much more to talk. I really really honor your time thank you so much i can't believe it's already over it was so fast (laughs) thank you so much thank you and for the audience please come back with feedback and interesting ideas you want to hear more about and we're, we're obviously happy to hear that wishing you all a good evening take care